Whitney. I'm Danielle. And we are the founders of Sakara Life, on a mission to nourish your body and transform your life. Sakara is a Sanskrit word that describes the action of turning your thoughts into things and manifesting your reality. We believe that who we surround ourselves with, what we watch, what we listen to, what we eat, the information that we take in, impacts the way we think and therefore who we are. The conversations that follow are with bold thinkers who have had an impact on how we view the world, ourselves, and what it means to live the Saqqara life. The intention of these conversations is to push each of us to greater heights so that we can turn our thoughts into things and all shine our light a little brighter. We are so excited to be on this journey with you. Welcome to the Saqqara life. We founded Sakara with the conviction that abundance, not restriction, is the key to building a body you love living in. For both Wit and myself, it started with our own personal reckonings, pivotal moments that left us with no choice but to abandon long-held beliefs, social pressures, and quote-unquote rules, and replace them with tools and rituals that fed our bodies, minds, and spirits from the inside out. Today, we're joined by two entrepreneurs who are inspired much in the same way. Jen Batchelor and Bella Hadid are the co-founders of Kin Euphorics. Rooted in Ayurvedic medicine, Kin Euphorics was created as a functional adult beverage designed to offer an entourage effect using natural ingredients that nourish the mind and body. Kin is a choice that feels good, an opportunity to create communion over shared drinks and interests without hurting your mind, heart, skin, endocrine system, or integrity. We're so excited to speak with Bella and Jen about reimagining the rituals that help us reset, celebrate, and live more abundantly, particularly since we're taping this episode at the start of the new year. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. It's the first time we've interviewed founders. Right. We typically go for doctors and researchers, but I'm excited. And they're two founders, two female founders. Like us, and also started their journey in a similar way, finding their own reckonings. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. (laughs) Let's get going. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. I'm so honored to have you on the Sakara Life podcast. You are the first Mm co-founders that we've had. And it's really nice because we don't get to meet or talk to fellow female co-founders that often. So we're very excited. Well, first of all, thank you for having us. Your office is incredible. It's making me a little jealous. <laughs> We're so excited to be here. And I just said this is like the most multifaceted office of all time. And I don't know if anyone, like, do you do your podcast here all the time? No. You're our second. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't, we need to you, do cameras more. can't see what's happening on the other side of the this. The party's like, over there. The party's over there, but then the office is and over here. The and then we're podcasting <laughs> over here. And then we're going to chill over there. You, you guys need to have a disco ball in your office too. Oh my too. gosh, for sure. So- One fun story, I don't know if this will be relevant to the listeners, but I was just talking about this today where when we started out, there was this old office space. It was was actually a a residence, someone's residence in Williamsburg that was a family that owned a bakery. They had a bakery in their backyard, basically. And it was essentially just like a giant walk-in hearth and where they cooled and baked bread. And and so we turned this bakery into a makery. We turned it into a creative epicenter of Brooklyn, and it was just a speakeasy. It was a 500-square-foot walk-in bakery that we turned into a tarot club, a podcast studio for friends. I love it. And we ended up disco-balling the actual oven. Oh, my gosh. The clay oven. 
these ideas, by the way, from Jen, like you're going to get these random <laughs> stories. And she'd be like, fun fact. Yeah. We also and did that. We tried that. <laughs> also, but that's the best part actually about coming on with Jen is like, it is so much about the real depth of being able to be in control of your life. But mm. then on the other side of it, Jen brings out this like insane creativity, passion, art, love. And I think that those combined is success for wellness, success for health is the magic potion of like being able to bring everything together naturally. And if you've seen any of the conceptual, I don't even experiences that Jenna's put together, one of the stories she just told that being included, it's just so incredible to see how you can bring those together. And I feel like you guys do the same thing with it, which is just obviously things being aesthetically pleasing Mm-hmm. makes things, it's, it's transformative, right? but to have that, you know, along with the science and along with yeah. just the plan mm-hmm. is We so call important. it seduction. Like mm-hmm. we call Ooh, it, we talk that. about how our job is to seduce you into remembering your worth, that you are worthy of feeling fucking fantastic. Like we forget that all the time. And somehow we've been convinced that it's okay to just feel okay. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the brand work that we do is it's our job to seduce you into remembering who you are. And that's like where that creativity yeah, comes in. Exactly. We always start with one question and that is, what is your mission here on earth? Like, what are you here to do? Maybe we'll start with you, Jen. Honestly, I think what Bella just said was a perfect segue to answering that question because so much of what we do is we bring this this just very deep, very meaningful to us, right? Which there's no prescription, there's no formula for what we find beautiful, for what we find healing, for what makes us feel good. Sometimes it's even the the intangibles, right? The je ne sais quoi that we're just like, all right, it feels like this and it looks like this and you can kind of close your eyes and envision it. And then we just happen to be brave enough to try and make it manifest in the world. Mm. And so the mission really is just about showing people that you can do this for yourself, right? You can get reacquainted, get reconnected to the things that make you feel good. And it's all innate, right? Like our bliss is our birthright, whether it's dopamine, serotonin, right? The neurotransmitters that exist in our minds to help us realize our euphoric existence, to help us perceive it so that we can experience it. And those are the things that just bring us, for me, just gives me the chills thinking about impacting people's lives in that way. It's so meaningful because then they can go and spread it to other people. Right. Can euphorics, like bringing that euphoria Yes, to the people. Absolutely. Exactly. Mm. (laughs) And what about you, Bella? Like it can be about, can it can also not be? Personal missions or commission? Because those, I I think they'll they'll converge and we can get into that. But I think like Whitney and I have kind of like different personal missions and they converge at Saqqara. So it can be personal. It could be about Ken, but like your gift to the world because you so obviously have one. Oh, thank you. Oh my God. I mean, it's, I think that, I mean, the beauty of being, you know, myself, of you being yourself, of all of us being able to be our own people is that our missions are so unique. We are so unique of what we can bring to the table, of what we can give. And I think my mission is I want people to be able to see that in themselves and remember that to almost build. This is, I think, where our our missions coincide is being able to build a tribe, you know, Mm. for others. Because I think for me, Something I really struggled with growing up and even moving into fashion and kind of not finding my place 100%. But I think that the real core of finding your tribe is being able to find like-minded people mm-hmm. that can come together and help you find your mission. And for me, I think it's just genuinely about people seeing themselves and not just seeing, you know, but seeing mm-hmm. really in their hearts, seeing themselves 
and allowing them to have a space to understand themselves better. And I think I never had that. And to be able to build that, you know, you two with Sakara and us with Kin is being able to give people an area where they might feel uncomfortable for a moment, but then going into understanding themselves a little bit better. Yeah, mm-hmm. like how do we get comfortable with the pieces of ourselves that are different, mm-hmm. right? So we have a value that we call S-factor. And it's this essence that we try to bring into our creative artwork, into our company culture. And it's about letting people see that piece of you that makes you uncomfortable to show to other people. And that that you think that it might be your weakness. Like, oh, I can't let people see, you know, for me, I'm very emotional. Like I said before, I cry in team meetings. I <laughs> cry in podcasts. I think I found my twin. <laughs> <laughs> but that really, like, if you can own it instead of hiding it and trying to keep it as like this part that you're covering and maybe feel shameful of letting it be part of who you are, then it can actually become one of your superpowers. Do you mind me piggybacking on that? Yeah. Because that's so, so powerful and so prominent. I think that something I struggle with as well, which I think is something that a lot of people do is finding those insecurities and maybe not liking something about yourself or not understanding it. The thing about the tribe is finding people that are like that and not being uncomfortable with those fears or not being uncomfortable with those things you don't like about yourself because you realize that some people, majority of people probably have the same thing. Mm -hmm. And instead of shoving it down and wanting to not have it anymore, instead releasing it and realizing it's a part of you and that there are other people like that and then finding ways to talk about it, get through it, and then loving that part of you. And the only way to get through that is to speak about it to find people that appreciate it and then to love yourself for it. I think that's one of the things that I, I was always so taken by when we first met, but then also just seeing how you also do that, how you do it in your personal relationship, but then how you do it for everyone else, for the world that's watching, right? Because it's like the way that Bella tells her story, the way that she shares about things that she's convicted about, the things that make her nervous or things that make her scared or what she's going through, it gives those folks permission a lot of times to be like, oh, I can also feel that way and express it in this way or take inspiration for how Bella handles herself with so much grace. I think it's really difficult when you're in the public eye to be doing that in such a meaningful, authentic way, right? Where it's like, this is not performative. This is not, has nothing to do with how people are going to react. It's everything of like, I live my life this way and I'm going to put my heart out here for you guys to experience this alongside me, you know? And I think it's that authenticity that is part of that seduction I was talking about earlier too. Like it truly is those parts of both of ourselves that we wanted to hide that brought us to Saqqara. Like I was a crazy yo-yo dieter and thought my worth was wrapped up in how I looked. And I learned how to deeply dislike myself and count calories and carbs and points and pounds and never learned how to build a body that I felt really powerful in and empowered in. And I think it's that reckoning, right? I never thought that I would be spending my career talking about that. It was the one thing that I never wanted anyone to know, you know, my insecurities about myself. And to your point, the more I would talk about it, the more I would find people who felt the same way. And I didn't realize that by talking about it, I was helping them realize it and talk about it too. And same with mm-hmm. Whitney and, and her skin. I know that Ken 
came out of Reckonings as well. So can you talk to us about those Reckonings and what brought you to creating it? I mean, I think we can relate a lot to what you've gone through and just in just different ways, right? There were there were a lot of realizations that I personally had and, and Bella has her own story around this, but where I understood, I started to meet my ego, my shadow self, especially in a social setting. How do I want to be perceived? How am I presenting myself? What do I really want out of life? Are these things aligned, right? So all these things were kind of always constantly calling me out on things that were not serving that purpose. Um, And my problem is burnout. I believe that I'm more loved the more I achieve, Hmm. right? And so... Like, mm, yeah. Ooh, that hurt. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, well, maybe this, why am I doing this? Number one. And maybe doing this to the extent that I am is actually hurting me and not and delivering negative returns at this point in my life. Which at the time of this reckoning, I was probably Saturn return. I found that out later. <laughs> yeah. Um, 28, 27, yeah. 28. And really being, you know, deeply humble about the process of just growing away from that and growing towards something that was much healthier. I still struggle with this every day. But when it came to what I was consuming, whether it was alcohol or anything else that's toxic or not serving my highest psyche or my my self-worth or self-value, it really was about, okay, what are the things that are reinforcing these beliefs? How can I show up with my full self and be content with just that? Because the more that I altered my state, the more that I took myself to a place where I wasn't even being authentic because I didn't know who I was or what I was saying a lot of times, right? It was really uncomfortable, but I think it was working with these herbs, working with these ingredients that brought me deeper into relationship with myself. And so, I mean, that was a 10-year undoing, redoing, you know? But ultimately coming out of the other side of that and saying, everybody deserves to feel this way. Everyone should have access to these solutions and these tools. So it's just my one thing that I just had to get out there and birth into the world. Absolutely. You know, Bella, what was it for you? I know that your reckoning and some of the insecurities or emotions that you were feeling kind of brought you into this world with kin. Yes. Can you tell us more about that? Absolutely. I mean, I think that when I came to kin, it was a point in my life where, you know, now I do it for a hundred percent for everyone else. You know, I, I live, breathe and love being social, being helpful and being a key to someone else's success. But also when it comes to functionals, traditional Chinese medicine, I mean, Ayurvedic herbs, like Bella, <laughs> you've been doing this already for like 10 years in your life. It's, well, it's been my passion since I was probably 14, which then wow. came from my Lyme and and always kind of using, I had Dr. K in Los Angeles, who is this incredible Chinese medicine doctor who I had literally poured my entire life into. And he gave all of that back to me tenfold. And that was all through Chinese medicine. But wow. fast forward, I really, I didn't allow it to completely take over my life in the way that I do now. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me, the biggest transformation was my ego kill. It was when I completely had a life-changing experience, experiences, work, a new lifestyle, not riding my horse anymore, Mm -hmm. being sick with Lyme, and then finding this little can that somehow made my my day better. It made Mm -hmm. my life a little bit smoother. And whether that was because it was a routine that I had started for myself in that moment, which was almost something that Kin just gives you 
because of the effect that it has on you on the first time, the ingredients, the love that's poured into it. But the first time I reached out to Jen was genuinely for myself because I was like, I, I need to figure out who this genius is behind this drink that pretty much like in the moment saved my life. And it wasn't really even about me being like, I need to work with her. I want to get on this. Like, I want to make money with this. I just wanted to meet her. I wanted mm-hmm. to meet this woman that to me was like the genius of our generation. I think for me, I just went through a lot of mental turbulence and I moved from Los Angeles to New York and then all of my best friends moved back to LA during COVID a couple of years ago. And so I was really trying to find, I was trying to find my mission actually during all of that. So it sounds like Ken was really like this doorway for you into figuring out what you needed to be whole and And, nourished. And maybe not a temporary fix. It sounds like just like for most people out there, alcohol can temporarily take your mind off of anxieties or this busy lifestyle or whatever it is. And then the next day you're back in it and you have to go back to your regular everyday life. So... It sounds like you're now in a place where you're starting to create more rituals and habits and other ways of managing. You're not less busy today than you were a couple of years ago. No. You're probably busier and have more stress. So what are some of the rituals that you put in place now? Yeah, we call it your toolkit. Mm, Like what's in your toolkit? I say the same thing. (laughs) But you know, I think the same way, which I really want Jen to touch on this because she has such an incredible routine, ritual, lifestyle that she's worked so hard on doesn't come easy. But I have to say the same thing with Kin and Sakara is that it's not about putting this whole list in front of you being like, this is what you need to do to be great by tomorrow. Or not do. Or not do. But it really is about this cycle of having something, understanding what it does for you, and then realizing that it's so much easier to give yourself that gift than not looking at the longevity of it. Well, it's exactly what you said about sobriety. It's this thing where all of a sudden you place this mandate on yourself and you're like, oh my gosh, now I have to be this for life. There's a wagon to fall off of. And if you decide to have one sip of alcohol, you've ruined your commitment and who you are. Same with vegan. Yeah. Yeah. So, or any diet, it's like there's that wagon to fall off of. Exactly. Setting yourself up to disappoint yourself. For certain people, they need those rules because it could be a slippery slope. But maybe for others, it can be too restrictive. Mm -hmm. Well, and exactly. It's it's not to diminish the value of recovery. There are programs that are certainly made for people that have worked for hundreds of years at this point, right? But there is a sense of freedom around, especially if if I can speak specifically to what we create, because I know it the best, but around my rituals of revelry, right? When you think about just starting with the source, the seed of what you're exactly trying to experience in life, the things that you're trying to bring more of into your life, whether it's joy or vibrancy or a sense of energy. I remember meeting someone. I walked into the room. It was one of those days where my hair looked great. My skin was glowing for whatever reason. I wasn't on my period. (laughs) (laughs) And someone was like, man, and I, I had overheard them saying, my gosh, I want to have her energy. She brings this energy into the room. And I was like, my, okay, that's my goal. That's yeah. goals. I want to I make people feel that way everywhere, that that's accessible, that I've brightened their day somehow, right? And so it's like, if you start from that seedling intention of the person you want to be, then you allow your rituals to be designed around that. How mm. can I keep supporting that? Because I know supporting that, supporting myself in that, is supporting other people on their journey. So it's just... It, 
it creates this reinforcing cycle of self-support because you know that you can't show up for your causes. You can't show up for your people. You can't show up for your work if you're not showing up with your full self. Mm-hmm. So finding your intention yeah. first we is what you're your saying. why. Yeah. You talk why. about it as like your why. It's like, like who yes. you want to be. Yes. And what are you doing it for? That through the little things that you do every day. I literally have the very simple ritual. When I plant my feet on the ground, when I wake up in the morning, it's two feet on the ground, right? So often you're like, okay, one foot to get out of bed and you're already stumbling into the bathroom, mm, yeah. right? For me, it's like, okay, I'm walking. And if I've walked past my bed without two feet on the ground, I'm here today. I lived another day. Thank you. Thank you, creator. Thank you, mom. Thank you, my kids, Right every day that I'm allowed to be alive to contribute to do something, that just reinforces my why because it reinforces the fact that I exist. I love that. So like your daily rituals ladder up to that big why. I remember when Whitney was in the throes of her cystic acne and I have these vivid memories of us like going to Sephora, spending like an hour there trying to find like the best concealer. Like it Coverage. consumed so much of our yeah. lives because we're, yes. we're sisters, Dragging soul sisters. Um, and I remember us like asking ourselves and I act like Emma, I was on this journey. You, you were. Right by your side. We're by sisters together. are always in the same sisters journey. Sisters are always connected like this. Yeah. And so <laughs> it was like, what, how is her life going to change when her skin cleared up? Like what was actually going to change? Yeah, right. And it was always an inner feeling. Mm -hmm. And so then we were like, well, what if we we just just go after the inner feeling Mm. and and laddering up to that instead of trying to clear skin? To get the feeling. To get the feeling. It was, why don't we just solve for that feeling? So like, what are the things that we need to do so that you feel that way? And same with me. It was like, it was so not about how I physically looked. It was about me feeling empowered in my body. Yeah. It was about me feeling sexy in my body and bringing that energy because it's all an energy. Sure. That was what I was craving. And so it was like, yeah, what do we need to do? And for us, nutrition was really that foundation that helped turn my brain on and fix our guts, allowed us to ladder up to that. And lie. maybe like for us, it was the looking for love, more love from others when we looked a certain way or whatever, where yours was, when I achieve enough, Mm -hmm. then they'll love me. When it's like, when my skin is clear, then I'll feel love. But maybe it was like, yeah, but maybe it was love from myself and I needed to just start having that love for myself in order for my anxiety to come down, for my gut microbes to not feel my anxiety anymore so that they could act yeah. in the right ways that mm-hmm. then would clear my skin. So it was like coming at it from a different angle to actually end up clearing my skin. Yeah. That's beautiful. But that's it hits it on the head for, you know, 95% of all of your serotonin is built in your gut. And I can say it a thousand times, I want the entire world to hear it because it's so important and like, yeah even being in those rat races of life and work and all of those things, being insecure, not knowing if anybody, you know, is receiving you in the correct way and realizing that it really does start from yourself and understanding that aura comes from you. It's not about how many times your boyfriend tells you that he loves you or Mm -hmm. how many times, you know, your best friend can give you a hug. It's about how you go to sleep at night and telling yourself, I'm so lucky, I'm so lucky. And somehow with collective consciousness, it really does work. And there's something so deeply prominent and profound about gratitude. And like, you really understand that when you're in those darkest parts of your life, you forget to have gratitude. 
when gratitude is the only thing that can pick you up from any of those places. And I'm sure that all of us have been there in those dark places where like that moment was when you started to just talk to yourself differently and started to have gratitude for yourself and realizing that, oh my gosh, every morning my body works for me. My two legs, they can walk me to work. And I'm worried about the pimple on my face. Mm -hmm. You know, my brain works every day just to give thoughts. My heart works every day to give love. I can use my hands and my feet. And how lucky are we just with that? And so why am I worried about my hair thinning or my acne or the fact that like I hated this picture of myself that was plastered all over Broadway. Um, <laughs> I know, you know? But it's, hard, it's really hard not to though. Yeah. Like and it's, it's so yeah. hard it's not really to. Hard. Of, yeah. Course, yeah. of course. I feel like that's the great unlearning is like being these mm. beings, these human beings, like mm-hmm. a given form is like, it's a great unlearning yeah. to learn that it doesn't matter. The By form the way, doesn't matter. It gets to that point. Like I'm also not saying to any of the listeners that all of a sudden you say you're grateful today and tomorrow it's different. It's a practice. And you, it's a practice. And it really is about that ego drop. It's about getting to the point where you can completely just let go of the feeling of being a person and wanting to be received and wanting all of these things and just realizing like, we're just little beans on this planet. And like, (laughs) it's, everything's embarrassing, honestly. Like everything is weird. weird. We're all all just like, you know, we're all just trying our best. And like at the end of the day, if you can't give yourself the grace to be able to just realize it's not about that pimple. Like, so it's just not about that, like whatever, that weird moment. It's just the fact no that I woke up today and no one cares. Yeah. Then you find your tribe and realize that yes. they don't care about any of it either. <laughs> and I was going to you know? say to like the few things that you've said, I feel like are kind of colliding in my brain. And one of them is this intersection between tribe and serotonin. And that is this idea of collective consciousness who you share time and space with is who you share microbiota with. And so your microbiome is actually shaped and structured by who you surround yourself with, which is so interesting. Including your dog. Including your dog, (laughs) which is so interesting. (laughs) It's like where your serotonin lives. It matters who you surround yourself with. Like Mm -hmm. it all impacts. And so I love so much that the gut has become this intersection of us getting to sit in the driver's seat of our health. Like when it was our genome, it was very much like, oh, well, this is genetic, so you can't. And though there are, of course, issues around our genome that we cannot fix, there is so much we're learning because of the science behind the microbiome that we do get to impact, that we do get to shape. And one of them is not only what we consume, but who we surround ourselves with. Yeah. And we have to remember, I mean, gratitude sounds like such a woo or soft Science, it's not, right? Like when we're practicing gratitude, which literally means coming into consciousness with your own gratitude, naming things, visualizing things, physically manifesting that, letting that wash over you, you're actually reinforcing and creating dopamine, right? So your neurotransmitters are reinforcing and rewarding you for feeling that so that now when you, if you start a gratitude practice, which is really just to say you're doing it over and over again, you're reinforcing that belief system and you're reinforcing, especially like if it's a morning ritual, this sense of, okay, I have a healthy store of cortisol, but I'm not going to go and do the chronic anxiety thing that I'm programmed to do and check my phone and do all these things that send me into fight or flight. I'm actually going to stop, reinforce that gratitude mm-hmm. ritual, increase dopamine, feel myself in the moment 
so that I can actually gain some benefit over time from doing this practice. You wonder why my life changed. Like, <laughs> yeah. I went under her wing for three years and now I'm for like, sure. you know, now we speak the same language, yeah. but that's about it. It's not about the words. It's about the feeling. It's about the routine and the ritual you give to yourself for your greatest success. Today, I am very excited to tell you about our Super Bar collection. We recently updated our cult favorites, Detox, Beauty, and Energy Super Bars that you all know and love to ensure that we're continuing to deliver on our commitment to providing you with the best tasting and most nutritious products on the market. These are the perfect on-the-go snack and ensure you don't have to sacrifice quality for convenience. All of these newly formulated bars focus on stabilizing your blood sugar, which as you know, because you listen to the Sakara Life podcast is at the core of metabolic health. We have increased the protein in each bar. So it now contains 12 grams. Each bar has 40% of your fiber, which is really important for your microbiome. The sugar has been cut in half, also a part of stabilizing your blood sugar. We have new functional ingredients, things like sea buckthorn oil that have omega-7. They're all USDA certified, no added chemicals, toxins, etc. as always. So our collection has energy. Energy bar is really delicious. It's kind of like this uh, Mexican hot cocoa. It's like chocolate, but it has cinnamon. It contains adaptogenic mushrooms to increase energy and lower cortisol. Our Beauty bars are probably have the biggest change. They went from like a strawberry kind of burst to now these ones are lemon, citrus, and poppy seed. They are so juicy and delicious. Contain sea buckthorn oil, as I was talking about earlier, enhances collagen production and hydrates the skin. And our detox bar, which I'm allowed to have a favorite, I'd say is my favorite. It has blue spirulina that supports the detox pathways in the body and has sesame seeds, which not only add a really delicious texture to the bar, which is blue by the way, but also contains added calcium and vitamin E, etc. So check out the new super bars. And when you get to the website and you check out, type in podcast 15 for 15% off your purchase. Does it ever drive you crazy? One of the things that really unnerves me is this idea, and I'm dealing with it especially right now because I have two young children, this idea of like, oh, I just deserve that glass of wine because I worked so hard, or I deserve that, you know, whatever it is, red velvet cupcake because I worked so hard. And we learn that as children. And, you know, I think that's an unlearning we all have to do is I did this and so I deserve a goodie when in fact it's doing the opposite. Like it's not a goodie. It's, <laughs> instead of enforcing that dopamine, it's actually, you know, intercepting right. it. And so does that unnerve you? Do you ever think about that? Like where people are like, I had a hard day, so I'm going to have a glass of wine. And you guys are coming in saying you had a hard day. Like the opposite of what your adrenals need is probably a glass of wine. They probably need these Ayurvedic herbs. Yeah, exactly. No, you're hitting it on the head. Yeah, I have nothing 100%. really to add to that. It's just, it's one of those things where we've, we're so socially programmed around these things and we're so stressed. And if you move with intention and you move with the people that you are supposed to, that are good for your microbiomes, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to say, I think that when you are in that kind of 
bad mental place, which is the ego talking. I deserve this. I deserve that. I deserve a piece of chocolate because mm. of this or whatever, which sometimes, by the way, like eat that chocolate. You don't need to oh, say yeah. if you deserve it. Just go eat the chocolate. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, changing that channel in my head of I deserve this, I started to be like, I deserve my alone time. I deserve mm-hmm. my feminine time. I deserve to change mm-hmm. my life. I deserve to make better eating habits for myself. Really taking the word deserving to a new level of realizing that it's not about what you deserve because you have done so much to get this special thing. It's about just as human beings. Just by existing. By existing, we deserve love or we deserve to feel certain things. And I just think it's important to change that perspective. We can't change what goes on in our head, but we can change our perspective and how we look at things. 100%. 100%. It's taken me years to get to this point. That's the practice. It's always it's a practice. practice. It's always active. There's never like, no. it's not like, oh, you I don't went arrive. through my reckoning and now I'm done. It's like, yeah. it's, it's always a practice. Where is the gate that yeah, I walk exactly. into? It doesn't and then everything's like easy again. Yeah, no. Talk about the short-term fix that you were talking about. Instead of having mm-hmm. the long-term view That's on how it. I want to feel for the long-term, that's like the short-term fix. Yeah, Absolutely. the platitudes that keep us in these myths around, it even goes so far as to the objectification of women around marketing, around alcohol, right? You're going to feel sexier, you're going to look sexier. So it's reinforcing that this is my me time and it's about me and I'm an empowered soul because I have a glass of wine at the end of the night. It's lies that we perpetuate and we tell each other. And unfortunately, especially in like, mom wine clubs, that kind of thing builds tribe. And so it's very confusing, right? Because you think you're in this mindset that even if you're doing it alone, well, I'm in this community of people that believe this is for me, right? But then you break it down to its very basic component parts, right? Alcohol is a carcinogen. It's also a neurotoxin. So if you're trying to better your mind, better your state, just, it's very simple. Just put things in there that do that. It's also conflicting science. I'm getting my master's right now in functional medicine and you read the studies where it's like the resveratrol in wine. Paid for by big alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Let's not forget. But those are the things that like <laughs> nobody knows. Once you hear the dogma of like, oh, this is scientifically proven, it's, yeah. it's that's, hard that's to turn around. Tough. And we face it here yeah. at Saqqara too, without naming names. But then you go to the research and you can actually find research to support any hypothesis. That is the challenge with just all the confusing and conflicting data and information out there is like you want to be able to have a trustworthy source of information to go to because you just want to do right. You want to do the good thing. And often the good thing is what's good for you. You, you can't get away from the work. It's, it's in the Bhagavad Gita. It's, it's a book that I give to my business colleagues, and my friends, and my family, right? Because the core message, the core lesson of that book is just don't do anything without knowing who you are. Yeah. Right? Know thyself, then perform action, then perform yoga, karma, right? And like at the end of the day, we don't have a training for that. We don't go through self awareness training as children. Could you imagine if that's what was taught in schools? Oh my God. I was going to ask about your friendship and your sisterhood because it's, right, let's get back it's to so that. clear yeah, that you guys have a sisterhood and, and a connection. When did you realize it? Oh, immediately. immediately. <laughs> we literally, it's actually <laughs> funny. We both don't have our bracelets on, but usually we are. Friendship bracelets? Well, kind of. Yeah. Like, um, energy, spiritual. Energetical. Energetical. Yeah. Energetic. <laughs> oh my gosh. Energetic, universal. Got to put that on the can now. Um, 
Yeah, I think we just made our new drink. Yeah. Energetic, <laughs> Energetic. <laughs> new flavor coming out soon. Coming yes. out soon. Uh, That's really good. No, it's but really good. yeah, we walked in with all of our crystal bracelets on and we just had this moment of deep love, femininity, joy, passion that just kind of came in front of us when we first met. Yeah. And ever since then, it's been like a sisterhood is really what the word is. And I was able to educate myself. I grew so knowledgeable about so many things because of Jen. I mean, the messages mm-hmm. that Jen reaches out to me with when I'm in some of my darkest places, not from a partner, but from a friend, from a sister is the biggest gift that could have ever been given to me through this partnership. But Beyond that, knowing that I can support her and her passions and her dreams, be able to do something that we both are passionate about, which is helping people, being of service, and mm-hmm. creating a tribe of love and joy. And so just you almost beautiful. got me crying over here. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh, I I'm, I'm just like, I was like running <laughs> through the last three years in my brain, and it's like we've just been really, really lucky. Been so like, lucky. I have no other words, and I see other partnerships coming together, and I'm, I always hope for them that it is real and true, and they have the same connection that we do, because I don't really know how, how a business could be run unless you have exactly. this, like, serious connection with we your partner. About that also. Yeah. What I see between yeah. the two of you is how much you want the other one to succeed, where you help lift each other up mm. and make each other stronger in each other's, you use your strength to help balance the other person. It's really beautiful. I mean, it was so, thank you, first of all. That was, I mean, it's just so nice. It's crazy because it is so intimate, the relationship of like partnership, going through life, so many life changes. I mean, it's been incredible what we've experienced together over the last three years um, in our own lives and, and in trying to build this business together. But even from the start, it was just so pure and I don't think we wanted, it's like exactly what Bella said, we didn't want anything specific from each other. We didn't have an agenda. It was very much like, oh my gosh, just like so excited to be in the each joy other's energy. You know? I'm, sure, I'm yeah. sure like media and everybody wants there to be some agenda or just like the way the world, these oh are gosh. social media. I but like sitting here, you guys are just, it really is beautiful. Thank to you. See. But that's what we were talking about before, starting from the inside of you, being able to find that, pureness of not doing anything for the agenda. Walking in your truth always mm-hmm. will get you to your most impactful place of your life. And for us, we really had no agenda. I went and I just wanted to meet her and we connected so deeply. And then we were able to build, then we were able to be creative. Then we were able to go to investors together and have this real mission together. And and that only comes from a place of pure love, you know, and I don't think you can be successful, especially when you're selling something like a beverage, which is like food and bev is the hardest. The hardest. So, oh hard. my God. so hard. You guys know. I, That'll be oh yeah, podcast so number hard. two. It's really hard. We connect so deeply. We have such a small team of mostly all women. It's really powerful to like come into something like this. It's just been the most incredible experience. I just feel so lucky. But you gave me that permission. You know, at the end of the day, first of all, she has no incentive to be humble. Like thinking about who Bella Hadid was in my mind before we got to meet him, like she has no incentive to be humble. She has no incentive to be open and caring and give a shit what I need as a business, right? But she did because she loves it because that's who she is at her core and she brings her full self to everything that she does. Her work ethic is next level. Coming from... My mom's Cuban. I grew up in Saudi. Like coming from that life, like, I mean, I know what working hard is. <laughs> yeah. 
And I see it in her every single day. There's not a day that she's just like blowing something off or no, it's she's full in when she says she's in, she's in. So I don't know. There's just, there really is so much admiration. It's so beautiful. And it's one of the questions (laughs) we get to of being like two female founders. I think you were talking about this earlier, but the narrative around women and then certainly two women starting a business and do we have cat fights and and things right. like that. Actually, yeah. one time they tried to do a reality show about us and they were so bored by our relationship. There was like no drama. They were like, aren't you mad that Whitney said, can you believe she no. did that? Like, no. Aren't you mad? No. Like, she no. has, she's looking out I'm like, for me. She loves me. She has the best intentions. Oh, well, anyway. They're like, the second episode's not happening. Yeah, you guys like, are way too nice to each other. not going to work out. But, you know, when we get asked the question, how has your friendship lasted through 10 years of business building? We always answer, one, immense trust. We've known each other since we were kids. And then two, similar to you guys, it's really, I want what's best for Whitney and then what's best for Sakara. It's never the other way around. That's such a good way to put it. I'd say other things are a shared vision that we both, even if we don't put it down into these exact words, we both know that what we want for Sakara and that we're headed in the same direction with similar outcomes of this vision together. And then I think that having a similar work ethic is important too, that you're both feeling the same love and care and drive pushing it forward. And so that builds additional trust in the relationship. For sure. A hundred percent. And to put it a different way or the way that I think about it is, I mean, she's... 10 times busier. I mean, you, we also, we met during the pandemic. So, or at the start like of it. I was trying to form jobs for myself during the pandemic. <laughs> She's like, I'm in my meditation studio, which I'm now painting and I'm designing. <laughs> it was like a chicken coop. So I made it to a meditation studio for two and a half weeks. But it's like, if I don't hear from her for 48 hours because she's literally been on planes for 48 hours or whatever it is, it doesn't matter what the reason. If we didn't have a relationship where we gave each other the benefit of the doubt yes. that she is trying her best. Yeah. If I didn't give her the benefit of the doubt, she didn't give me the benefit of the doubt, we'd be going crazy. We'd yeah. be like, oh my God, this, no, we can't live like that. You can't. There's, you can't. there's other harder things that happen. You said it earlier. It's no. like everybody's doing their best. Yes. Well, you guys are just so beautiful yeah, and inspiring. I love this conversation. And we have a party to get to. I'm so excited yes. that we're I'm doing this. Yeah. Really, I'm so excited to just celebrate and for many reasons and also no reason at all, just to Same. celebrate and talk Enrich about. Enrich our microbiomes together. <laughs> yeah, Enrich our microbiomes together. Yes. We want to say thank you so much for having us yeah. because oh, this is such, such an, an amazing, not only opportunity for us, but just to meet you guys and to be Hello. here with you is like, such a dream come true. And I think that like this partnership together was another thing that wasn't about us being like, oh, we need to do this big, you know, package thing. It was really just being like, oh my gosh, these are be two. fun. Yeah. <laughs> it would, not only would be so fun, but like working with two amazing women entrepreneurs that have intention, have passion and have love for service. Are we going to do light work? Oh yeah. We always close with light work. It's homework, but we call it light work because it's work to help you shine your brightest light. Mm-hmm. I love that. All right. So we'd love for you to share a light work for our Sakara Light listeners. Give us an example. Yeah. Well, sometimes one of mine is tell people like go through their closet and wear the one thing that they feel like they're either 
not tall enough for, not thin enough for, not X enough for, and just put it on and have that feeling that you are perfect for it. It's perfect for you and bring that energy that you were talking about earlier. And it's going to feel a little uncomfortable, but it's exactly what you need. I have actually one that's not a perfect practice, but it is something that helped me. It's helped a few people I've talked to. I literally went away a couple of years ago and on my time away, it was shown to me by somebody that was very helpful through my healing process, which is a book called The Artist Way. And have you guys? Yeah. Okay. The so morning pages. Morning pages. Yeah. And for me, morning pages, even if I'm not doing the rest of the activities of the artist way. First of all, get the artist way. Okay. <laughs> That's my number one thing of this not week. Sponsored. Is not, not sponsored. Not sponsored at all. It's an old book, but it's genuinely because I know that it's helped. It has a lot of different things that you can do, whether it's artist date, take yourself on one date a week by yourself, which is so scary and sometimes really uncomfortable. But after time, you really do get a sense of self and realizing that the independence and the things that you do for yourself, make you stronger, make you able to stand on your two feet. And then the other thing that really helped me, which is something I've taken, you know, I I haven't done the full artist way in probably two years now, but morning pages, journaling is something that I forever will stand by. What do you by. journal about? What do you journal? <laughs> I have a luck on my journal, girl. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't really well, journal. Morning pages okay, so, is really supposed to be like without yeah. thought. Like it's, you just, whatever comes, it doesn't even have to be like a real sentence. Whatever yeah, like comes to mind. It's your stream first of stream of consciousness. consciousness of the morning. That's about leaving everything from the day before in the day before and being able to release it and move into your next day and yeah. being able to open that space in your mind. Like I feel like I wake up in the morning. Sometimes I don't know what to do, but I know I have so much to do. And the anxiety and the ADD and the overwhelming and the pressure just gets to you. And sometimes when you're able to just, it's three pages, but it helps. It's changed my perspective. It's changed my creativity. It's changed the way I look at things. I'm starting to write my poetry again. I've started to write a movie through literally the consciousness of what I was waking up to in the morning. Our brains are always and constantly working Mm -hmm. and to be able to just at least do something that you know is productive for your mind uh-huh. first thing in the morning. It's powerful. Then you can do what you want okay, to do for the rest of the day. Me to try okay, this. good. And again, we'll always balance the perceivably woo thing with the real thing in the sense of self-transformation, right? Or in the name of self-transformation. And what I think is so fascinating about this practice in particular is going back to what we know about sleep. Sleep science still has a long, long way to go. We don't really fully understand what the purpose of sleep is. What I know to be true about sleep is we die and come back in our sleep. What I mean by that is through stage four and stage five sleep, that's where the evolutionary process of our psyche, of our physiology happens, right? So like all the good work or all the things that you need to ditch, detox from whatever happens in the middle of the night. Four and five is when you assimilate and integrate all of these things, the learnings, literally everything, right? Everything is consumable. The light that we see, the things that we're saying, the things that we're hearing, eating, breathing, right? It's all a part of it. You talk a lot about the microbiome. It's everything. It's all of that, right? And so you literally wake up a new person every day, physiologically, neurochemically, a new person. Not drastically enough that you're like, oh my God, my hair's (laughs) different and I don't recognize myself. Hopefully not to that extent. But the point is when you sit down and you do that practice, whether it's meditation, journaling, you re-meet yourself. Mm. And to do that is such a powerful practice because you're giving yourself grace for 
loving the person you were yesterday, but also welcoming the person that you're going to be today. Mm. And it's a fresh start. That's so incredibly powerful for self-transformation. Now, a lot of your customers and listeners want that for themselves. I think that's definitely one of the most powerful tools. And starting with, I'm so lucky, I'm so grateful, yes. and then the rest of it kind of comes. Because yeah. sometimes you wake up and you're like, you need it's a prompt. prompt. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I'm like, I'm so annoyed. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're writing three pages about like how everything sucks, which is fine, by the way. Also a good okay, release. It's a no judgment page. No judgment yeah. page. Okay. And, you're, and you can't read them back. You just yeah, let you it. you don't read them. That's an important yeah. rule. It's really important because yeah. sometimes you'll be like, what was I thinking last or Monday? Or like, I said that so well. I'm just going to read that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's important to release it and do it only for you, only for yourself. And put it away. And put it away. And that's the part of the ritual and the routine too. I think everything that we've said here today, like literally can get you through your morning. And it's about, even if you have to do that at night too, it's almost like- Just get it done. Just get it done, get it released. And there's- Feels so much better. Yeah. yeah. Just less going on up there. I think we all need it. <laughs> we all need it. <laughs> well, thank Cheers you so thank much. You this is amazing. It's our pleasure. Oh, wait, Cheers. we need you to crack yours. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's hear it. Let's get that sound effect. Right in the mic. Nice. You're hired. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Today, we're getting back to the basics of Saqqara. And so we wanted to share a bit about our Saqqara Signature Nutrition Program for all of those listeners that are new to us. We created this program after healing ourselves to help others feel the same transformation that we experience through the power of food as medicine. This program is based on the science behind a whole food, plant-rich diet and has been crafted around our proprietary nine pillars of nutrition, which focuses on things like nutrient diversity and eating the rainbow, eating your water and getting enough sulfur-rich veggies into your diet, as well as cultivating body intelligence in order to have true mind, body, and soul transformation. The Sakara Signature Nutrition Program makes clean eating easy. It's entirely free from meat, gluten, dairy, refined sugar, pesticides, harmful chemicals, and GMOs. The menu is chef-crafted and changes weekly to highlight seasonal ingredients and recipes so you never have to sacrifice taste for eating healthy. If you're interested in learning more about our Saqqara Signature Nutrition Program, head to saqqara.com to see how you can customize the program to fit your needs and lifestyle. That's S-A-K-A-R-A. And for a limited time, we wanted to give you all a gift of transformation. So use the code PODCAST20 at checkout for 20% off your first order of Saqqara Life. I think so many of us are so busy these days trying to take care of the entire world around us, whether you're a busy professional or a mom I encourage you to give this gift of nutrition to yourself. You deserve to feel amazing in your body. And when you nourish yourself, then you're able to better take care of the world around you and share your special gifts with the world. 